All right, and we're back for another episode of Stream of Thought, episode number 131. But I kind of want to call it 132. Ricks, why do I want to call it episode 132? Good lead-in, because it's a very special day indeed. In fact, Victor is celebrating his birthday at age 32 today. 32, <laughs> motherfuckers! So we get a chance to talk a little bit about uh, getting old and decrepit in our various ages. And, of course, with age comes the challenges with uh, understanding how technology and electrical appliances work. So Victor shares a fun little story about a fuse box and the chaos that it caused within this apartment. And where do you go for answers when you can't find them anywhere around you? You go online to a place magically called Reddit. All right, and then going from the internet, we're still talking a little bit about that and just uh, online gaming and Twitch and how you can monetize that and how Ricks knows someone who knows someone that they're just kind of lounging around, eating pizza, not doing shit. That would suck. But Ricks also knows someone who's got potential and some skill that they could possibly monetize, yet they don't want to. Dang. Then we talk a little bit about online culture transition into life revelations epiphanies enlightenment just the value of life and how people come to that so with that being said episode number 131 of stream of thought we hope you enjoy well first i want to say happy birthday victor how old are thank you thank you i am now 32 years old Oh man, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel Do you feel it in your bones already? No, I I don't. <laughs> it's not like when I remember when you're a kid, and it's like you can feel that it's your birthday. That today you are, you know, seven years old, eight years old, nine years old, ten years old, whatever, and maybe even a little bit going into your teens. And Absolutely. it's still eighteen, twenty one, yes, twenty five, and it's still. And I remember being, even turning 21, it was like, nice, I'm 21, and you, it's still a special day, but for me, the last, you know, maybe five birthdays, I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. The last time that I had a really awesome birthday that I went out and did stuff, I think was when I was 25. I know that, yeah, when I turned 25, we went to a Cubs game, and we were, uh, we went to one of the rooftop bars across the street, but I can't remember if I did anything that was really, you're out and about and partying. I think the last birthdays, several birthdays, you just, I've either done nothing, or I've just kind of kept it low-key. Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm actually kind of losing track of my, my birthday, how old I am each year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just can't think of it like that anymore. Now that now that I'm in the 30s, it's like... I don't even remember what I did last year. I can't even, I I don't remember. I normally do something with the, if I'm in the Chicagoland area, do something with mm-hmm. the family, and then in Minnesota, do things with uh, college friends and stuff. So, yeah, yeah it, all, it all varies. It's going to be interesting, though, this year um, for my birthday... My birthday will be the day before I'm doing my first wedding out on the East Coast in Jersey. Okay. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I have no idea. When was it that you committed to doing this wedding? And is that wedding, are they hoping they can do this in person? Is this going to be a Zoom wedding? Is everyone going to be six feet apart? What's going on? Are they going to be dancing with each other with several <laughs> balloons in between them? With their arms extended? Right. Exactly. You yeah, know what's happening? Blow up doll. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah. couple of yardsticks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <you> know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we don't know the logistics, but they they're keeping their venue. As far as I'm aware, the venue is is going to be back open in November, but we'll see. I have no idea, but yeah, it's going to be an in person wedding. We'll figure out the logistics for safety stuff. I mean, Joe, and I think I mentioned this before. Joe did a wedding. I think it was like a week and a half ago out mm-hmm. uh, overlooking the skyline of New York City. So it was like maybe 10 people or something like that. But he's out there. Everyone's social distancing six feet apart, uh, only mm-hmm. like 10 people. But then 
obviously, as is going to happen in a situation like that, where slowly people start to congregate in the perimeter to, like, see what's going on. So, <laughs> and then they had a, a crew of bikes riding by on, um, on the sidewalk because <laughs> they were doing it up here. So they had to dodge some bikes while they were uh, performing the wedding ceremony. It was a very oh interesting gosh. experience. But he's got another one. I think he's got another in-person one uh, tomorrow, I believe. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, That would freak me out. But Well, we just got the official word. I think it was yesterday. L.A. County is extending the stay-at-home order through July or August, I think. Are you serious? Really? Yeah. Holy cow. Well, this city is also... I mean, also, well, for example, L.A. is way different than Chicago. I mean, like, in the suburbs of Chicago, you don't exactly have people walking around all over the place, walking to the grocery store, walking to wherever they need to go, just walking. Like, people just aren't walking around all the time. Whereas well, here, they are now. <laughs> yeah, now because there's nothing else to do, right? But also, it's more. It's, it's very strange because because cities like Chicago and New York, there's millions of people in such a small area. Whereas L.A., you have millions of people. It's a little bit more spread out, but because of just the way that it is, it's very strange. I don't know how to explain it. It's a different city, quote unquote than you think because it's not like a metropolitan city you know what i'm saying right it, it's yeah. not like it doesn't feel like a city unless you're i i associate the word city and i think of you know manhattan and the loop that's what i think of totally right but out here everything is spread out but there's still a ton of people all over the place so so do you agree with that decision for the extended uh, stay-at-home order I don't. I, I, no, I mean, no, not. I, I, I didn't mean that as I don't, meaning I don't agree. I was about to say I, I don't know. I, and I caught I know, myself, I, I can see it. <laughs> and I just stopped. I just was about, I was about to start thinking and saying something, and then I stopped because I didn't want to think about it any more than I do because of how inundated we are with all this information 24 7. It doesn't matter if I agree with it or not. I don't have an opinion one way or another. I'm just going with the flow. Illinois' governor was uh, on all the Sunday shows this past week, I think, talking about Illinois' plan. We just had our deadliest day here in Illinois uh, yesterday, I believe. Really? Recorded most number of deaths yet. Yeah, right now, I think with the testing increase, because we're we're doing a pretty good job with testing, Mm -hmm. um, we're catching a lot more cases. So you're seeing, it doesn't look like it's flattening, but I have a feeling that it's going to pay off, and we're going to start to see a really rapid decrease. But, yeah, we're, we're going to see if it extends beyond June 1st. I have no well, idea. I was going to say, it's tricky because you don't really accept things unless you can experience it. You, you know, there's a certain degree where it gets to the point where, you know, the danger of something or the excitement of something wears off after so much time of being in it. And so I haven't personally known anyone that's gotten sick. It's not like you're walking down the street and people are dropping dead all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Right. And everything that I hear or see is in this little box called a computer screen, you know. But what I was going to add was, yeah, it's tiring to, I mean, we're lucky we can go outside and still exercise. The beaches are open, but... At the same time, what's the doctor's name? Dr. Fauci? Fauci. Fauci. Not bad. And he was saying how, I think, you know, even though it's been flattened, like, we still got to keep things at bay. And I can see people, I mean, we're going back to people who were, like, refusing to wear masks in the store, like, who've Uh had enough of it, and you can tell their cabin fever is starting to to take over and it's interesting because I'm sure there's people out there like well you know if the curve is flattened you know why don't we just you know open up the bars and restaurants but you know even though things aren't the way they were five weeks ago in terms of chaos and panic and whatnot it's like okay even though it's slowed down you still gotta you still gotta maintain the current habits for a while to completely make sure that everything stays at bay it's similar, I look at it, it's similar to when, you know, I'm playing the piano and I'm doing a certain exercise or a certain part of the song and I, and I get it down. And, you know, I get it down. I'm like, awesome. I, I got it down. Perfect. Well, 
you just got it down. So Victor, you still need to be practicing, even though it might get boring, you still need to practice so that your muscle memory increases so that you know, two weeks from now, a month from now, you can still play that piece as opposed to having it down and then thinking you have it down and not working at it. And then two weeks later, you're maybe not struggling, but you're hitting a few, a few wrong keys here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's there. a great that's analogy. I love that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a gorgeous analogy right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just got to, gotta, we have to have control. I that's know. Something, I know that's, that's kind of why people are so frustrated about having to wear masks. It's like it's, they have to acknowledge something's out of their control. But in reality, we all have to get this thing under control <laughs> before yeah. we can start to feel safe again. So what else did it's, you want to talk about? Uh, you, you had yeah, a couple just, of things. Oh, yeah. So I remember once when we were talking about, I don't know what episode it was. I'm sure we've talked about this on a few episodes, but we were talking about cooking and, and food. And I remember saying to you, like, you said you love cooking. You love making food, trying out new recipes, experimenting, yep. making food for your family. I don't give a shit about any of that, right? I don't enjoy <laughs> making food. It's a huge process out of my day, and when I do, I try and make it extremely minimal in terms of preparation and cleanup. And similar to that, I was just thinking how inconvenient it is. I do agree with you, because one time you said, I don't get, I don't get eating, because I love eating. And you're like, it's an inconvenience to me. I don't enjoy it. I don't understand why we have to. I understand that you know, we we do to a certain degree to to sustain. You it's know, like going our to the core and it's energy. just an inconvenience. But dude, as much as I love eating, I wish there could be a switch. Like we could just eat for fun because it is such a huge inconvenience. Like in the morning, sometimes when I wake up, I'm just not hungry. But every once in a while, I have like this sharp pain where I need to eat, and it's like shit. Now I need to stop what I'm doing and eat something because I'm distracted and I can't do anything unless I unless I feel that hunger and it's just I get it dude I, I'm just waiting for the day where we can just take like a little pill drink a glass of water and then that <laughs> pill whatever it could be like rice or potatoes or whatever and then you drink you know a glass or two of water and then when you and then after 45 minutes it expands in your stomach and it fills you up you know I'm wondering how it is with all this crazy cool technology we've managed to develop over the past 10 years, how no one has actually done that. That's like the one, that and flying cars are like the two sci-fi things Bro, that we've heard if about we for can, 30 years. If, and Yeah, but if we could do it with out. those little, with those little dinosaur toys, you know, that are oh, half yeah. an inch long and then you throw it in the bathtub and all of a sudden it's like a hundred times bigger than it was a few hours before, we can do it with food. If we can do it with a little dinosaur toy, we could definitely do it with food. Which is just so surprising that that no one's bothered to uh, to experiment with that or try that out because I'm feeling like with the Beyond Meats or Impossible Burgers or whatever mm-hmm. that no one realized how effective and how popular it was until they actually tried it because before then no one thought that there was any economics in it and so I'm sure if somebody were to go out venture capitalist or something like that start testing around playing around just make a pill that'll you know, yeah, they pulled they you. they pulled everyone off of the food assignment and put them on on the COVID. Hey guys, we're gonna drop this project. Uh, new priority today. We're gonna need to work on a oh, vaccine. I know, I know. Uh. People are people are listening. Like Victor, you're such a dumbass. Like obviously, <laughs> scientists that create food and and uh, and are health oriented towards you know consumption of food probably don't have the same knowledge or are working on things like vaccines. I understand that. I was making what is called a joke. Um, speaking of jokes, what a clown, such a clown I felt like the other day when I spilled my drink on my brand new laptop. No! Dude, I don't know what the fuck happened. You ever have that where you grab something and it, you, it's all of a sudden becomes just a clusterfuck of a mess and you... You play back the tape in your head, and you're thinking, how did, how did my hand do that? Why was my brain and hand not on the same level? And how did I fuck that up where I now spilled food or drink all over the place? I've done that once or twice in the past year. Like, at this very desk right here, I'll have, like, a most of my coffee is gone or whatever. I'll, I'll be, you know, filing or stuff like that. Reach over. My hand miscalculates. And then suddenly it's hitting 
at, and it's with so much force that it just tips over. Like, no. Luckily, I haven't like broken any stuff. How did your laptop turn out after you uh, you cleaned up all that that OJ? Well, it's uh, well, it's working right now, as you can see. Um, Maybe that's what fixed your fan. Maybe, <laughs> but I I had my can of yerba mate. And I reached with my left hand, and somehow I just fucked it all up, and I spit. It went all over. Most of it went all over my table, and a, some of it, you know, a fair amount went on my keyboard, like half the keyboard. And of course, I freaked out and was like, "What the fuck?" And so I get up and I I pick up my laptop, and I try disconnecting the um, the U, the USB port, the mouse, and the power cable because. Uh, it was just wires, and I wanted to flip it over so that it wouldn't set on the whatever you know board circuit boards are in there. Mm-hmm. But I'm pulling on the on the cable, and my hand keeps sliding because it's wet, but also because I just put lotion on. Oh, and so it's, so I'm just like, no matter how firm firmly I grip it, my hand just keeps sliding. I'm like, God, and this whole time I'm freaking out, and this is a matter of. You know, six or seven seconds, and so then I I flip my keyboard open or over, and I just let it um, I just let it sit there, and I don't think I was. The strange thing is, I don't think I was using my laptop at the time. I think it was just there, and I was almost afraid to turn it on to see if it would still work. But I'm like, no, Victor, don't do that because it it it's wet inside. I didn't want to fuck it up. And so I let it, um, I let it, I turned it over, hoping that, you know, it would drip out of the keyboard, gravity would do its thing and take some of the excess tea and it'd fall through the keys and onto the carpet or something, I don't know. Anyway, it dried up, it works perfectly fine, however, there's a few keys now, just a few keys, one of which is the shift key on the left hand side of the keyboard, which is, you know pretty important key and it's just a little sticky sticky yeah you know when yep. you know when you hit a key, you know when you hit a key it'll click and it bounces right back up after you touch it and this one it bounces back up you know but you you can feel that it it's just a little bit slower yes you can feel it's just a little bit slower well i and i'm thinking to myself because that was the first death knell for my my zombie computer. When I spilled something on the keyboard, I think that was the first abuse that it received. But ever since then, the keys just weren't going down, and so I came to a certain point where it's just I'm giving up. You remember? Do, do you, don't you just long for the good old days where it was just dropping your phone in the toilet? I, I was gonna say what what is an episode of Stream of Thought without technical difficulties? It's it what what is it? It's like our reoccurring segment that we had. I think when we were first starting to record the podcast, where it was the first like twenty episodes, we couldn't do we couldn't do something right. Maybe it was like the mic level volume when we were doing it in the studio, where it was like every single episode for like the first twelve episodes, we just couldn't get it right. I don't understand. I know, dude. I, what I need, I just want an, I what I just want is to meet an audio engineer who's been doing this for forty years to just tell me, Victor. It's okay. That happens all the time. I'm, you know, pretty much a doctor when it comes to audio engineering, and I can't figure it out. I just want to be told that. I just want to be, I just want to be held and just told everything's <laughs> going to be okay. <laughs> oh man! So, because it's such a fucking pain in the ass. It's it really. It, it's one of those things that you can go zero to a hundred real quick. Oh yeah. Just the level of frustration that that comes. Bro, with it. so. You know, with the uh, the Facebook live streams that doing for the church, right? That, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, for some reason, Facebook decided to make a change this week because I've never had this issue before, but I cannot use my Chromebook to go live anymore. I can't use any browser to go live. I can only do live from my phone. And so, for the past four or five weeks now... Hold up. It's ri- Hold it up. You know? Is that what you're doing? Holding out the phone. Hey, guys. That's basically what I have around. to do. This is where I live. Well, like, I'm setting it up on a, um, on a bookshelf, so it's like that or whatever. And obviously the resolution is better. And, okay, so let me just tell the brief story as to how this played out on Tuesday. 
because I, I go on live at noon. And so I normally spend about 15 minutes prior getting everything ready, writing the description, uh, title, all that sort of stuff. And then five minutes to go, go live. Well, I'm setting everything up, and I'm not realizing at this time that that little go live button that's normally blue is gray. And so I spend probably five minutes or so, and I go down to get ready to set it up, and I'm like, wait just a second, I can't go live. It's gray. I hover over it, and the message pops up. Your this this browser is not supported by Facebook. Please switch to uh, like Chrome Beta or something like that. So I download Chrome Beta <laughs> oh at the gosh. same time, and I log into the Facebook thing. Exact same message, and it's like, try logging in with Google Chrome, <laughs> and then so it just goes back mm. and forth, and. Here I am, five minutes to go, because I normally go on about five minutes early so that people can log on and stuff. And I'm scrambling. I'm freaking out because I've got the whole setup in the in the other studio. With, um, nice. My mom's done a bit of a feng shui thing with setting up the cross and, and the window behind it and all that. And everything was set up perfectly. The camera angle was great, and it was all going to go smoothly. Had a great sermon topic and stuff. And so suddenly I'm like, shit. What do I do? Like, I don't want to have to do this, but I'm going to have to use my phone because I don't, I don't know any other way. And so as I'm, like, running around trying to do, I start sweating and perspiring. And oh so, of course, because I use my iPhone, it has higher resolution. So I turn it on, and it's obviously closer to my face as well. You're so you can just bullets. see the sweat <laughs> coming down my face as I log in with, like, a minute to go before the service is supposed to start. I'm just like, oh, you've uh-huh. got to be, you've got to be kidding me. So, yeah, not... That was not a that was not a fun Tuesday, but I ended up hearing from um, one of the other people, uh, Nicole, who was doing the service yesterday, that she had the same problem because as soon as I logged on to her live service, she also was delayed until like right at the start time. But she had the the mm-hmm. uh, portrait um, angle. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, because she normally uses her laptop. Like, so this is everybody. Everybody is having this problem. And then is Nicole. The, real quick, is Nicole the other um, member of the church who's your age who shares the same mentality that you do in terms of like the whole Facebook bullshit yes. and why the whole communication? She's, okay, she's I, the other. She's I the other millennial. That sounded familiar. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just want to make sure I got that straight. Continue. Yeah, and and two two, two <laughs> of the only straight people in our denomination, so it's not. It's not oh, yeah, really? no, wow. most most of the clergy are gay, um, so. Yeah, not that that really matters, but it's nice to have solidarity in whatever way that you can find, whether it's age or stuff. But yeah, so she was dealing with that same yeah. issue as well. And uh, then, here's the weirdest part, and I have not used Reddit. Like, I have not posted anything on Reddit, on, on, like, all the way back since uh, Race to 100 with Neil. We tried starting up the straight-up VNR Reddit thread, trying yeah. to do make something happen. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, right. I know. Neil and I were just trying to figure out different ways to kind of spread. But do you read it regularly? Or only for only for it, troubleshooting. Or? And so for whatever reason, right after Nicole's service was done, I was like, okay, let me go on Reddit because nothing in the Google search results and I, I categorize it by like, it happened in the past week. So if somebody mm-hmm. experienced this problem, there would be something if I just do the timeline for the past week. So I did that. There was nothing on the Google thing. So I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me check out Reddit. Reddit tends to be a pretty good place for immediate, like, if something goes wrong, it pops up on Reddit first more than most places. Do people talk a lot of shit on Reddit? It it depends. Reddit actually can kind of be, (laughs) it depends on the moderators of the particular forum. So the moderators can control. There's some really dark places on Reddit, obviously, like the 4chan, um, 4chan Reddit stuff where it's just... You can, Trolls. it's a, uh, I've, I've never used it. I've never used it. I know what it is, but I know it's one of those things that, you know, just like Twitter or Instagram, people can be really fucking into it and spend all day on Reddit. Yeah, the, the people who, um, who moderate the posts or whatever, they're on like 24-7. There's like three of them that are on for like seven hours a day just moderating popular uh, content and stuff like that. It's crazy. People are obsessed with it. So then, as a moderator, can you make, if you post something and people, thousands of people, for whatever reason, start um, creating subreddits or however it works, can you make money off of that? Or is it just something that people do That's a good question. I don't think you can make money off of Reddit. I've never actually thought about that. It's, it's, like, um, it's like the 
Common Man's Wikipedia, almost. I kind of okay. And in Got in, it. in a Wikipedia, in the way where very they're very precise or for the helpful Reddit threads, like very specific issues that people are dealing with, like super 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 specific. And uh, you tend to find other people who have very specific issues. If there's ever something that's particular, like something really interesting, unique going on, you can probably find a Reddit thread. And so... Why the fuck doesn't my camera work on the Mac and then you spell out the scenario and then someone else or halfway around the world had the exact same scenario. I too have a podcast with my friend that was on hiatus and the camera worked and then it didn't and then it did and then it didn't. I also bought an HP laptop. Oh my gosh, you're day trading? I'm day trading. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so literally for whatever reason... I uh, I just copied and pasted the message that had popped up. Your browser is not compatible with uh, Facebook Live or whatever. Copied and pasted that into Reddit. Literally one hour, it was like 54 minutes earlier, somebody had posted that exact same message with the exact same problem I had. And then immediately, like five minutes later, somebody had said, yes, I'm, I'm having that issue too, my organization, uh, or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, so... This is a very specific problem, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make a comment, but you gotta log in. I'm like, oh my god, I hope this Chromebook mm-hmm. remembered the password and it's still the same and all that. Was able to log in and uh, and posted it like, yeah, my organization was trying has been trying to do Facebook Live in this past week. We're not able to do it from a, a laptop browser. I hope they fix this soon or something. Yeah, three more people over the course of the next um, hour or two, and I actually haven't checked back on it today. I'm sure there's going to be more comments, but it's like. Yeah, that's the only way to like bring it to people's attention is if no one can do Facebook Live or whatever, which is not a super common thing. Um, normally, the moderators, because I think this is like the faith Facebook thread or something like that, like Facebook troubleshooting thread, which means there are people from Facebook who do review it periodically. So if it becomes a system wide issue as opposed to just particular computers, then probably do that. But I think most people do live from their phones anyway. I don't know too many people who do Facebook Live from um, a, a laptop or a PC browser. So I don't know, man. It's just it it is one of those frustrating things where it's like, okay, so I don't really have any other option next week other than that probably have to use my phone again, which I really, really don't want to do. <laughs> Why don't you want to use your phone? Because you have difficulty propping it up, or the resolution is too high, and will you see you sweating, or what's the... a couple of things? Because you're not doing this. You're not doing this week after week after week. This is a limited amount of time that you're doing these sermons on two Tuesdays, more two right? more weeks. So this coming Tuesday and the okay. following Tuesday, and then and then that's it. So yeah, I mean, I I don't like my phone because one, yes, it doesn't make me look pretty. You can you can definitely you can definitely see my age a little clearer <laughs> from my phone. But then the other thing too is that you can't view the comments. Um, there's like the comment box on the right. browser as opposed to there where it's overlaid with the video. So and it kind of scrolls down. You can only see like two comments at a time. So if there's multiple people saying things, you can't really uh, pick them out, and you got to scroll through. And... Well, I was watching I was watching an interview yesterday on Facebook Live. And the person who was doing the interviewing, it was really cool because uh, you're on Facebook Live and you can see the comments that people Mm -hmm. make. But then what he did somehow was he, he could take those comments and he made it appear on the bottom of the screen. You know how like when you're watching TV and it'll, and I can't remember what it's it's called. Um, it's the crawl, the the newsfeed crawl or whatever. Not the Chirons. The Chirons are the. I don't know what the fuck any of that is that but you just said. The Chirons are like um, President Trump visits India or something like that. It's it's the the, the yes. main like the thing that pops up under yeah. news stories. It's like yeah, it's like that. It's exact. It's not a ticker. It's a ticker, not moving across yeah, the screen. So so yeah, but the tickers are things that just are constantly moving. But yeah, it's it's like when it says, you know, when someone's speaking and it says their name on the bottom and it says their title. He did that with the comments. So it almost looked like I was watching TV for a second. Oh, that's awesome. Which was really wow. cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I don't know how you would do that. I don't know if it's something that he does in Facebook or if you have to have a separate software to do that type of thing. I think it's what. a separate software, But it looked yeah. really cool. Oh, so remember the other day when I was telling you about um, my Fuse 
situation. Yeah, the the title that was not meant to be for our, our last episode. Yeah, I didn't under I, yeah, I forgot that yeah, so the previous episode I titled it something related to the fuse, but I forgot that what I experienced, why I was thinking that title happened after we recorded, <laughs> not before. I was wondering about that. So to bring you just to bring you up to speed on, on what happened when my one of the fuses went out Half of the electricity in my apartment didn't work. The lights in the bathroom didn't work. The outlet right next to the bathroom. And this happened to me once, uh, maybe, I think a year ago. And it got fixed really quick. The same thing. And, but the strange thing is I noticed, and I also noticed this last time, if you, if you take one of the, the knobs on the stove and you turn, and you try and turn on the stove, you turn it to high, the stove still won't turn on, but then the microwave makes a beep and the microwave now functions. So somehow, when the fuse is out, you turn the knob on the stove, the circuit that the microwave is plugged into all of a sudden works yeah. now, which is really weird. And so I had spent my time going to the fuse box trying to figure out the switches. And I think I had told you last time that they're marked just like any other fuse box in with mar- faded marker or strips of paper that look like they've been sitting there for 30 or 40 uh, years, yeah. you know? And I'm, it says 15 and I'm trying to switch it and it doesn't work. And I remember the last time this happened, I, I thought that either there was a switch that wasn't marked or marked differently. That was the switch for the fuse that I'm trying to fix but I couldn't figure it out. So I end up um, turning off and back on half of the switches in the fuse box. And I, and I, know, I'm, and I know that I'm turning the fuses off to several apartments that definitely are not, that definitely are not the switches to my apartment, but I, it's, I'm, I'm thinking it's gotta be one yeah. of these. And it didn't work, and I was like, what the hell? And so I let a couple days go by um, until I told my landlord because I didn't want to bother him on the weekend and with my work schedule I would only be available at certain a certain times so I just didn't bother with it I let a couple days go by and then I called him up and he's like oh well there's there's fuse uh, there's a fuse box in the laundry room and I was like oh I didn't know that so I go downstairs to the laundry room it's a different fuse box it's not like a switch it's just this button that you push oh and it still it still didn't work. So I was like, what the hell? So I called him back. And he was like, okay, I'll be right over. And so he comes over. And I'm in my apartment. I hear him walk in the building. Because my apartment is on the second floor, just right by the door downstairs. <laughs> but before that, too, because I'm wanting this, I'm really wanting this to work. And I look out the window to see when he's going to come out of his building. So I see him come out of his building, and then he starts talking to someone in the courtyard. I'm like, bro, come on, priority number one, let's get this fuse fixed, all right? Let's fix this fuse, come on. So then he finally comes in. Within seconds, the lights go on, the microwave works, the stove is on, and I'm like, what? And he hears me, he was laughing. So I go downstairs, I'm like, which one was it? It was this one right here. It's marked 15. It's like, what are you talking about? So for some weird reason, there's a switch. One, one fuse is like in the top left corner of the fuse box, and the other switch for apartment 15 is on the bottom half of the fuse box. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense, but the kicker is this. The reason that I didn't see it, and now keep in mind, I only I did a mass, I did a massive uh, off-on uh-huh. for the entire top half. I don't know, it was probably 20 or 24 switches oh of the fuse box. This is in the bottom half, the bottom corner. The reason that I didn't see it was because directly, and it says 15, the problem is directly above that switch is like a vertical piece of paper that says something for another apartment. And it had, it, the bottom portion of it had curled up a oh. little bit. So because I'm six feet tall and I'm looking down, with the little piece of strip that's the bottom half is curled up, I couldn't, I didn't see the number 15. But if you were to take that strip and just, and retape it so the whole thing is taped, 
then the 15 is very visible. visible. But because it was curled up, I couldn't see the number 15 there. I was like, what the hell? I went without this a stove for like three days. Wow. Well, man, learning, <sighs> learning experience. And that's why I wanted to title it Fuse Fiasco. And that's why it didn't make any sense because it never happened while we were recording until after it was recorded. And this whole time too, before I contacted Dave, I'm running up and down the steps, 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 up and down the steps. It was so annoying. cardio in for the day. And then it finally got fixed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, so, that is... Isn't uh, it crazy, though? That's what it's happens. It's normally just one thing. One thing that's, that's either overlooked or not clearly... Uh, it's not a clear thing. And then once you realize it, you're just like, oh, my God, I just wasted so much time. And went out without, like, whatever it was for so long, and it was just so simple. It was one thing that I just didn't see. Yep. That one thing. Just one thing. I hate when that happens. And then I guess, I guess my landlord's like, because I told him what I did. I was like, damn, I, I, I told him that I switched off, like, half of the board and then turned <laughs> it back on. And his, his eyes, he was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, no, don't worry. I did, when I had done that, when I did that, I did it late at night. And um, before he came over to, to fix it, I was playing around with a couple of switches, and I was messing around with some of the fuses in the and downstairs. Maybe again with the fuse box in the in the laundry room. It's like, oh well, maybe my apartment's not marked on here. I just started pushing buttons, and so then after that got fixed, he was like, all right, now I got to go knock on this guy's door and let him know what happened because I guess he, somebody had contacted one of my neighbors had contacted Dave because his electricity was acting up <laughs> but it was me fucking with the switches <laughs> oh my goodness i told you i told you that was going to happen that there was going to be somebody somebody who was like my my apartment's possessed <laughs> can you imagine watching netflix around your computer or something and then it shuts off and then it turns on and then it shuts, off, shuts off and then it turns on and you're like what the fuck is just some <laughs> asshole messing with the fuse box <laughs> Oh man, that's that's good info to have if I ever live in an apartment complex yeah. again. <laughs> if something crazy yeah. like that happens, oh, I'll know. I'll know it's a Victor type. Just yeah, and pushing then buttons. just what happened to me yesterday uh, when you were. This made me think of it when you said it's always the little things that can be very frustrating. Now, yesterday I didn't. It never reached a level of frustration, but I came home. I had been running errands all morning. I come home and I was just tired. I was upset because it was like three o'clock in the afternoon and I was so exhausted. I didn't want to do anything the rest of the day. And so I try and take a nap for an hour. I couldn't fall asleep and then kind of I did. And then I get up and I'm looking like, oh, maybe I'll eat something. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll play the piano. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll go to the bathroom. I'll take a shower. Let me try and go back to... It was just one of those days where I wasn't being productive at all in the latter half mm -hmm. of the day because I was just exhausted. Anyway, I lie down for a little bit, I get back up, and I'm about to go outside of the courtyard, and I'm looking for my keys, because I'm gonna lock my door, and it's not on my bed, they're not on the little magnet that I keep it on, they're, they're not anywhere. I'm like, where are my keys? And I'm looking for them for maybe just two or three minutes, and I can't find them anywhere. They can only be in so right. many places. You yes. know? And... I'm like, wait a minute. I opened my door. I had left my keys in my door for four hours. Oh my goodness. Four, four hours. They were just sitting in my door. Wow. Just like. I mean, obviously no, no one's going to, it's not, it's not like I left them somewhere out in public where they could get stolen or someone could take, yeah. you know, it's, but it was just strange. Can you imagine though, like if you're in a different mood or you're running late and you're freaking out and you can't find your keys and you're wasting all this time and then you finally find that, oh, there Bro, I do that with my wallet all the time. I leave it in the weirdest places. I don't like have a consistent place for it to be. And so I will, I will literally spend like a half an hour searching for it and I need to have left 15 minutes ago. Like, where the hell is it? And mm -hmm. I go to the car. It's in the car. It's like, ah, mm -hmm. what did I do? It just wasted all the time. And it was, what? It's like pressing the simple button. It's like, it's in a place. Yep. You just haven't checked it yet. I mean, it's there most of the time, unless it's socks and underwear. And I do that with my phone sometimes. I have my phone, and sometimes what I'll do is I'm in the middle of doing something, and I won't realize I'll put it on the shelf. Because the way my, I have like these three shelves in my apartment in the kitchen. 
and I'll put it on the shelf, which is uh, slightly a slightly above eye level, I think, or maybe it's <laughs> that, I don't know. It's 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 more it's more near eye level. So I'm usually looking down to see where I leave my phone. I'm not looking up. So a few times when I'm looking for it, I stop and I'm like, wait a minute, it could be above my eye line, not below. And then sure enough, there you're, it is, above the eye line, on the shelf, in the kitchen, where I rarely leave my You're phone. getting senile in your old age, my friend. When people are old and senile, is it the result of just living, you know, a bitter life for 60 years? Or is there some biological thing that happens? Or are you just fed up with bullshit that you just don't care? Or I think, I think it's what? the culmination because of all of those things. You add all those things together, yeah. you kind of get the <laughs> get the old person attitude. It's just, yeah, not yeah. caring, plus just so much information, plus your brain is not growing anymore. You're, you're getting more of those gray cells mm-hmm. popping up in your head, so you're, you're losing yeah. certain information. But I don't want to become one of those people. And I'm probably, you know me, I'm one of the most scatterbrained people that, that I know. <laughs> Which, for as free of a spirit that you are, it's crazy how focused you're... Um, attention and memory can be, whereas I'm <laughs> the exact opposite. Well, I can sometimes I I get easily distracted, for sure. Sometimes when I'm in my apartment and I need to do something, it's like, oh, let me just eat some chips, or maybe I'll you know, maybe I'll clip my nails right <laughs> now, or maybe I'll vacuum. I can get easily distracted with a lot of things. I think it just depends on what those things are. But also, I'm notorious for not remembering where I park when I come back out of a store. Yeah, like sometimes I'll go to Walmart, not now, I don't even know where a Walmart is out here in LA. But back home, I'll go to Walmart or go to Jeweler, we'll go wherever. And I walk out and I can't remember where I parked my car. (laughs) Yeah. One of my friends noticed that about me. It's like, oh shit! I hope this doesn't become a thing in the next thirty years, and I like can't remember anything, and I need people to watch me when I'm sixty or seventy years old. Yeah. Speaking but. of of seeing things, so uh, for my sister's birthday uh, in the spring, mm-hmm. I ended up getting her, or a couple months ago, I ended up getting her a security camera for her apartment, her new oh, apartment, nice. which she she did actually end up moving during the uh, pandemic. So she's living... You told me that, and you were like, why? Why, why? why would you do that? So she's going to... The, well, she was going to the gym, and she's, she's just out and about living life. Well, she works, and she also works security for a huge company as well, so she's an essential service. So she's she hasn't been out of work or anything. Oh, like when, did she, when did she start working? Because didn't for, for a... For like a hot second, she got let go or something? Yes. Yeah, they let her go from the uh, security... She was a security supervisor for a parking lot company or whatever that had a, a bunch of different lots in the area. So she'd mm-hmm. normally just go... She was an auditor, I believe. So she'd make sure that, okay. that the the individuals at the particular locations weren't scamming money from the company, stuff like that. Got it. Checking okay. that out. Yeah. Uh, so she got let go there. And then it, I believe it's Argon that she works for now. Um so this this massive biotech company that's one of the the largest ones in Illinois and a, just an international presence as well. So she does security mm-hmm. there. And actually, Argon, I believe, is um, uh, working on the vaccine right now as well. Uh, one of the major biotech firms that are working okay. on developing a vaccine for coronavirus. So she has been essential the entire time. So she's never actually stayed home um, at all. But here's the thing. She moved into a new apartment with her boyfriend as well as two other guys so she's living okay. in a house full of guys who are i don't know i mean you seem to be a relatively just, neat and uh neat tidy and responsible roommate uh is the impression that i get from you these are not those type of individuals they uh they sit around and play video games hang out to, play xbox eat pizza during, during quarantine nah. yeah and here they have all the boxes that still need to be unpacked my sister will go to work for eight to ten hours Come back home. Nothing has changed. They're still sitting in front of the TV playing video games. Is her is her boyfriend like that? Um, too. I, I don't think to the same extent. But I mean, my sister is oh, what is she? She's twenty nine now, I believe. Um, twenty eight, twenty nine, and she's living with three other people around the same age, around the the thirty age range. And she's the only one right now who's working. They're, they've all kind of been 
furloughed oh, or, or staying and And it's like, dude, I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy, and having to live with three other guys who are also unemployed would just drive me freaking insane. I, I would not be able to deal that. So, I mean, I guess she still has a young spirit, so I guess the whole roommate thing, especially, too, I mean, she's probably going to get married in the next couple of years. So it's like, yeah, but she's still living with two other strangers. And these are not people who are friends. These are people who she didn't really know too well, and now they're all living together. But they're the, but they're the friends of the boyfriend? I believe so, yes. That's at least yeah. Better. No, they're not. They're not random strangers off the street or whatever. Um, but yeah, you don't want to be. That would drive me fucking nuts, bro. Two bedroom apartment. I would go crazy if I had to live with people that had a. I understand different strokes for different folks. Everyone's a little different in terms of you know schedules or what time they like to do. Th- but like, it would drive me fucking nuts if I had to live with people that were lethargic. And did not have any ambition or drive. <laughs> yeah, or just didn't... didn't because, yeah. dude, this is such a huge... I mean, as much as this sucks right now with the whole uh, coronavirus, bro, there are going to... There are going to be winners that come out of this, and there are going to be losers. Because right now is the perfect time to to do whatever it is that you've wanted to do with your life. Totally. And if, if nothing happens in, and if nothing happens, it's because it's not because there was no opportunity. It's because you were not disciplined in a, enough to pursue whatever it is that you want to do. And it doesn't need to be a grand endeavor. Maybe it's just like, I want to practice or I want to learn or I want to just do this thing. It doesn't need to be orchestrated towards work or towards, or towards money, but just anything that you just wanted to spend a little more time to. But, dude, <sighs> eating pizza and playing video games, unless you're on Twitch and you're making money. Dude, I know. probably should be spending your t- – you should probably be spending your time doing other things. I have told my brother that for the longest time. With the amount of time that he – and creativity that goes into some of the video games that he plays, he, like, really just needs to make a career out of that. So it's <laughs> – over time, I just think to myself – why? I mean, if you had if you had chosen to go on Twitch and stream live and stuff, he has no interest in being a public figure or anything like that. But if he had bothered to do that, he's one of the best like sharpshooters in like Modern War or whatever, any shooter game. Like he's really really good, and he's also actually very entertaining to listen to because uh, he'll he'll have the okay. live chat on with other people who are playing. I'm like, bro, you could totally monetize this, but for whatever reason, he has no desire to actually try and do that and i i don't i don't really get it if i had the skill that he had in video games hell yeah i'd set up a twitch stream hell yeah i'd you know make my own gaming youtube channel why not i mean it doesn't take that much work and you're doing what you want to be doing to begin with and i'm not saying like playing video games and eating pizza i'm not saying like that's just similar to what you were mentioning i'm not saying that's doing nothing but if you're the type of person where that's your thing and you that's you, you want to work towards building a Twitch following, then yeah, play. I mean, play video games. You've got kids that are just sitting at home, so develop a plan to work towards that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Have an end game plan other than just winning the game or or being the best yes. for your own personal edification. I don't know if you know, but um, the game who's the who's a rapper? I know I, it's. <laughs> This is so funny. People are listening. Like, obviously, we know who that is, Victor. But I just said that because I didn't know if you knew. Who I know who that was. that was. I've listened to the game. Okay, I think at one point he was the number one Madden player in the world. Seriously, I think, or maybe like top ten. I did not know that. I I was watching. I was watching an interview, and I think he was. I don't know if he was talking to somebody that was like a journalist or if maybe somehow he was talking to somebody who was also a gamer that was maybe like 15 or 16 i can't remember the context but i just remember watching an interview and him and he was at one point i think the number one or in the top five or ten madden players in the whole world wow the game yeah Yeah, see everyone has secret talents so it's, it's nice to be able to do that for fun or if you're going to monetize it, you know, make something of it. But that's so wild. You never, ever, 
ever would we have thought that you could be a professional video game player having growing growing up in the 90s no way like that's in like no video games like if you're you throwing them, your life away your time, it's just for kids you're throwing your life away is and what the now are. i know yeah you're wasting it's your so time wild yeah and and now it's you got so wild. you got uh, PewDiePie who actually I think was started the whole trend of on YouTube anyway of uh, using gaming to um, become a one of the richest YouTube uh, content creators in the world right now. Didn't you say he got his name PewDiePie because pew that's the sound that the gun makes. Yes, die so, yes. when you get killed, and then he just likes eating pie or something. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> how he created his name. It was pew. You told me yes, that. Yes, pew is the sound that the gun makes. Die because that's what happens after the pew. And then he likes pie. So, PewDiePie. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, people can be creative. The internet's a very creative place. I actually, on YouTube videos that I watch or whatever, half the time I'll go down to the comments because there are some very creative uh, um, people out there who just have very clever things to say that actually make me laugh louder than the, the comedy sketch or whatever that I'm watching. Mm -hmm. It's like... Just, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. We used to have this thing on um, on campus. It was called, I believe it was called JuicyCampus.com. I remember that. And you can find, you can find the, the college that you went to, and it was just a giant shit-talking platform. Yes. It, that was in it the news. It was a huge shit-talking platform, and... It made me sad a little bit because one of the – I remember seeing something, a thread about one of the girls I knew in college who I knew because she used to date my roommate um, and saying all these horrible things. And I felt really bad because I personally knew this person. But then – so I felt bad any time that they rip on somebody, and an individual, but it was – I found it very funny anytime that there was shit talking about a particular group, like a f certain fraternity or sorority, because then it's not so uh, detrimental as it would be to an individual, as it would be to a collective organization. And I found my fraternity on there, and people were talking shit uh, because we, well, because when we were a dry house, so it's like a bunch of pussies can't even drink alcohol or whatever in their own house, but also, uh, uh, sometimes for some reason we would just leave the front door of our house just wide open. <laughs> and so they'd make fun of us for that. But then they made fun of us because at one point we camped in our front yard. We set up tents nice. in our front yard. My buddy Zilly drove his truck onto the front lawn and I think slept in the bed of his truck and they made fun of us for that. But it was when I read that it was, it was kind of like oh cool we're getting some some street cred even though they're talking shit if you, if people are hating you're doing something right yeah man unless you're you know Donald Trump or a hate organization but if most of the time if people are throwing flack and hating on you they're just jealous that they're not doing the thing that you're doing what is the, what does the old saying go no publicity is bad publicity all press is good press or something like that especially now I feel I feel like that's more true than anything and I do find myself especially being like locked indoors, just finding an element of frustration with um, the online community that exists right now where you've got, uh, I, I just, you know, it's, I try not to let it get to me, but I always like to be aware of what's going on. So like with news and politics or whatever, I'll do my CNN, my Huffington Post and my Fox News. And I'll just, I'll check the mm -hmm. headlines to what all three of them are saying and it just becomes so predictable for certain organizations over the time. You kind of just get the trend where it's like CNN's going to be sensational. It's all going to be headline <sighs> attention. <sighs> yes, drama. <sighs> Dramatic. Drama. Yeah, drama. Exactly. <sighs> so they, they build up the drama and they make things just seem exponentially more intense than they are in whatever form it is. Like shocking video reveals blah, 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 blah. Or you'll cry when you see this or something like that. And then you got Fox news where it's, it's all, um, what is it? It's like Democrats. It's like Democrats are bad. Um, Trump is great or foreigners are ruining our country. It's like one of those three mm -hmm. is always going to be the headlines. It's so predictable. And Huffington post is obviously just freaking liberal sensationalist, uh, headlines as well. I just, 
and it, it's kind of frustrating because I just think how many people actually buy into that those media spheres and only kind of mm-hmm. absorb information from that one thing. So it's like CNN watchers tend to be a little more sensational and like hyperactive, whereas Fox News viewers tend to be more angry, resentful, and hateful. And you know, the same probably goes for the Huffington Post as well. But it's just everyone falls into their damn own little spheres. And I was just thinking yesterday, I'd be curious to know how many news anchors after working so many years are like, this is some bullshit. I'm just, I'm, I'm just regurgitating a script. And for whatever reason, they want to leave their position, but they can't for fear of being ostracized or maybe losing their paycheck. They losing a paycheck. And it's like, this is some bullshit. Like, I can't believe I've been doing this for the last 10, 15, 20 years. And now I'm like stuck in this hamster wheel regurgitating all this shit from some corporation that owns the news uh, channel. And what the fuck? So it was, it's interesting that you mentioned that actually. So there's an anchor on CNN, uh, Chris Cuomo, the governor of, um, the brother of the governor of New York. Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, I saw a clip of them. I saw a clip of them, and uh, they, one of them was one of them was like, "Hey, and uh, call mom back. She's worried about you. She says to re- return her call." And he's like, "Oh no, I talked to her this morning." And he's like, "No, you didn't. I know you didn't. Just give her a call." And and he's like, "Okay, I will. I think something like yeah, that." Yeah. So it's it's interesting because um, Chris Cuomo is a, a journalist uh, and has his own CNN show, and then Andrew Cuomo, obviously the um one of the figureheads of the the coronavirus response and so they interview each other they've interviewed each other like half a dozen times already which is the older brother which is the older and which is younger i believe the governor they're brothers they're, right? they're brothers yeah i believe um yeah. andrew cuomo the governor of new york is the older older brother um but then chris cuomo got coronavirus and so he was stuck at home oh. and he gave it to his entire family and ended up going through like a i mean pretty typical experience having gone through swine flu myself, I'm sure it was not a pleasant experience. But afterwards, he said something to the extent of this, the show that I'm doing is not important. Like after coming face to face with the possibility of death and infection of of my family and unknown consequences, I had the time to reflect on what's really important in life. And he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, appreciate what the show has to offer but i have a new respect for life as a whole um so yeah it's nice just to to see that there is i mean it takes a moment of near-death experience to be able to come to that realization but yeah there are there are anchors out there who just just throw up their hands call it quits they say tired of being on the hamster wheel gonna gonna go on i think about that sometimes the other day i was watching the movie triple frontier on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's like an action war movie, kind of. But, dude, I think sometimes, like, wow, I am so happy that, and I'm going to have to give a, I don't, you know me, I don't give shout outs. I don't do yeah. it. It's just not my thing. Go for it. It's your, it's your I birthday. Have to give a, I was going to say, I have to give a shout out to anybody who's in the armed forces, because my goodness, the idea of being in battle or being in or having being in hand to hand combat where it's you either kill or be killed and you're even having a family and being on the on the brink of death like my goodness that would be fucking terrifying or even having that moment where you get shot or stabbed and you know you're you're alive in that moment but you know that you are going to die Bro, I mean, poli- police o- police officers too. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. first first responders in yeah, general. Definitely. You never know what crazy shit's gonna happen. And yes, absolutely. That- yeah, firemen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You go to save a dog or a child, and oh, and something happens, and now you're gonna burn to death. <laughs> Fuck. Mortality, mortality on the front row. Fuck, I know. man. What a what a great scary. what a great way to end the episode. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, we're having a great time. By the way, death. we're all going to die. <laughs> no, no, it's a good way because my thirty first year, actually, check, technically, I guess my thirty second year on Earth has died, and I today am beginning what would be my thirty third year on this planet.